Good day, fellow Americans. My name is Dr. Alex. I'm the physical therapist and creator of this podcast. We're on to the second half. And, um, you know, before we cover the second half, we remind ourselves of the first half, right? So um, we discovered ways to uh, stimulate the baby by adding a reaching component. And if you got to experience it early on, then good for you. That's only going to get better with repetitions. And at this point, we find ourselves in month eight. And again, month eight is now a redefining moment, right? We find ourselves in a position, but we don't know what to do with it. So let's go back to sitting because I consider myself to be an expert as such. And that's when you're going to come in and you're going to challenge the baby's ability, right? So he thinks that he has not mastered it yet, right? And for us to consider him a master of his position, we're gonna make sure that we apply the variables that we talked about. And, um, you know, we said how in seven months they could get into a quadruped position, but cannot do anything about it, which is okay. Um, you know, he transitioned from one position to the other, and that's what you're looking for. And in month eight, we're gonna really tackle on um, quadruped. Because if somehow, some way, um, he or she is going to find a way to use that as a motor locomotion. A lot of times, too, we don't add the creeping quadruped into a mode of locomotion. For some reason, we uh, negate that and we jump on to the next one, which is, um, you know, it, it's only uh, a progression or an advancement of the first look at that so we're going to determine that before crawling there's creeping creeping involved most um most miss this this uh important subcomponent and i think it's crucial i think the way we start to operate is almost like reptilian type uh right where we're kind of um you know doing quadruped creeping so um it's okay to have your tummy um anchored to the uh, floor and that's how we define it right so we start to creep around and then transcend into switching positions which um, you know you you could include um, transition of positions as an exercise but I'm not sure how you would be able to direct the message to them at this point they're doing everything they want <laughs> and that's unfortunate right um, the more they do without us the less influence we could have on them or her and that's a challenge, right? So we want to engrave these um, tactics early on so they become tactics. Otherwise, you know, if you didn't strive for that reaching while he was looking at the object, um, he's going to have somewhat of a, um, an ability to do so. He needs to do it once and many times in order for it to uh, match up, right? Um, so at this point, we're using repetitions to our advantage. And through repetition, we're led to different positions. And now quadruped is just so big of a position that we don't even know what to do with it. So we fall back and we sit. And now um, that's a position of comfort. We should start to see less reliance on the arms, right? And so the arms should become available and we maximize everything that becomes available to us. It's almost like a freebie. And so really questioning his ability to remain seated while handling objects. And so you could definitely uh, spend a good amount of time doing that 
until he goes back and he ends up going into quadruped and finding out a way to move around creeping through quadruped so he could um, get into that position he doesn't know how to move around using it so I'm gonna take a simplified um, creeping type uh, of locomotion in order for me to crawl one day and that's pretty much what happens and our main job becomes um, you know challenging the uh, established positions uh, through object manipulation reaching reaching outside of his base of support um, establishing some kind of ring um, which you know he should do and he knows and probably challenge it enough that he knows the boundaries of that supposed circle right um, rethink physics so uh, yeah I think it's it's really important for him to determine um, you know how much his basis support uh, is able to uh, go until he loses balance or some kind of um, recognition right and that's what we're looking for feedback exactly and that's why um, you know when I say that um, it's probably best to have the child establish um, different tactics and allow himself to you know feel free in that environment and we talked about how it's very common to see uh, you know parents picking up the child once they move outside of what I'm gonna say a parents comfort zone and it's okay I admit it and so I acted upon it and um, what I did was allow my child to uh, establish her own lap right so in other words well she's creeping a making some moves and steps right well she should know when she's had enough and that's why um, you know with supervision and training it's probably wise to allow the baby to explore their environments and like that now he gets a different sensation running through his hands right so you had him in this uh, supported surface that meets their needs, but then now he's running into tile, he's running into wood, he's running into other things that uh, are gonna provide a feedback or two. Um, so now he learns to realize that, oh wow, um, I didn't take into account the environment that um, th you know this works best with. So. Uh, you know, now he's getting feedback, somatosensory, um, it's kicked in now, you know, we're starting to know where our joints are in space and we're able to recruit, um, you know, with most efficiency, the proper sequence of muscles that should lead us to um, do X, Y, and Z. And that's pretty much what happened. We want to do X, Y, and Z, which is not ideal. But then we learn to recognize that we're only good at X, so we'll leave Y to Z when it comes, right? Um, so then um, what we could do is, well, take advantage of that uh, comfortable zone that he happens to be in and challenge that. Remind yourself that um, he's going to be challenged enough when he acquires a certain position that he hasn't acquired before. That's enough stimuli. Don't stimulate him while he's trying to um, you know make stability out of something so um, you know make sure he's well stable and make sure that you know your gut tells you that uh, he thinks that he's mastered that position and that's what we're gonna question him with or her with 
that should hand you enough work at the moment. And so what you could, um, you know, strive for is, um, you know, add a challenge or two on the things that have been conquered and the things that are left to conquer, it's going to be up to him. And that's why I'm a big proponent of not moving forward, but allowing ourselves to move back in time. Um, because like, again, like I said, you might get an average reaction. And if certain things happen too fast, it's not good because then uh, what could end up happening is that he is unable to uh, accept um, different contours when met with, right? So, um, you know, he might get almost like a painful reaction type, uh, you know, if he were to run through different uh, environments that he's feeling through his hands and knees, right? Um, so you don't want to kind of do that. You want to kind of think, um, you want to let things evolve, right? And so you're just there to add a thing or two on the things that he so much feels that he's conquered. <laughs> you're going to make a mockery out of it. And that's why I've decided to give um, month number eight its own chapter um, because um, you know what is to be covered in those two months is just too much so um, you know once we get to month eight to nine um, you know there's many things that are gonna happen now you just might not see it right away but he should be um, comfortable in sight sitting he's mastered that through rolling so now he is um, you know uh, finding his comfort zones, you know, uh, side sitting. Um, he may move from quadruped to sitting, creep using quadruped, belly crawl. Um, you know, he could also um, find himself manipulating object from one hand to the other. So all those things are to be considered um, during month eight or nine. And, um, you know, that's why, um, you know, it's very important to differentiate what's harder here. And for me, you know, uh, I think he could pull into stand with use of furniture and he could even end up cruising sideways, which, um, you know, it's the first sign of locomotion. So we start uh, walking to our sides before we move forward. Now, um, you know, what I just identified should, um, you know, should be seen at the latter half, right? So at the nine month and the nine months, he should be able to pull himself into standing using, um, you know, through kneeling. Uh, and using a use of furniture, right? So you want to make sure that he has certain um, uh, facilitators, right? Such as some uh, furniture, or something that he could hold on to and pull himself up. Um, so that's very important to have, and that's where um, our responsibility comes into play. Make sure that he has everything he needs to succeed in that environment. Um, so that's when we want to make sure we have certain things, um, you know, that are very stable and. Uh, you know, not likely to flip or turn, right? So, because he is most likely going to use that to propel himself. And that's really interesting and so fascinating um, to see. But again, you need the environment to succeed. And if you have no furniture around, then he won't be able to pull himself up to standing um, with his knees, right? Through the knees. Uh, very important. And that should pretty much cover uh, month number nine. And so I think I gave more emphasis. Well, I know for sure I gave more to the eight-month period um, and identified what uh, was used in order to, uh, you know, acquire what's expected of him in nine months. Um, so, you know, one of the uh, other 
things that we talked about lastly should come in the nine-month period. Uh, and then again, if you're doing due diligence, by the time he falls into another category, most likely he's going to have um, have conquered that other category on day one. And I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I was striving for. Now, you know, if you find yourself to be in that position when you got the rest of the time to perfect things. And that's pretty much in a perfect scenario, I would say. You would see... Um, Things been performed early on during that that gap, that month gap, right? Um, now, you know, um, we're gonna close this on eight to time nine months, um, and we're going to to talk about the next following months. The next following months, again, going back, it's all locomotion. But um, you know, if you recognize that all these little steps that we did is going to what have him be in the best position to begin walking unassisted. Uh, month number 10 but again if you look at the evidence there from 10 to 15 months it's a whole different um, sequence of events happening but they're all coincide within that span so that's what we're going on next and i hope you can't wait as much as i cannot wait either <laughs>